Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on last night's frost. Up first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by Carson Callum, General Manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Canada's beef industry has reached another milestone in its effort to recover from BSE. Yesterday, the World Organization for Animal Health recognized Canada as reaching negligible risk status. Carson Callum is general manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. It's really good news and an important step for the, the beef industry here in Canada. You know, this is this change has been a long time coming. A lot of lot of effort put in by you know industry leaders to get this get this status changed, and we're happy to see it because there's lots of opportunity that can come from it. It's going to help facilitate the more access to a lot of a lot of those foreign markets where this. This uh, risk status was kind of hindering, um, kind of during those BSE area restrictions. So, having this negligible risk status will allow those a lot of those markets to be opened up, and and uh, um, yeah, hopefully provide more return for producers. And and uh, so that's a that's a really good thing. Are there are there certain countries where this was more of an issue? Or yeah, I mean it varies. Um, there were there are certain countries that have different restrictions based on you know what what can come in just talk a little bit about the hardships that um, you know BSE caused um, you know over those years well you know it was a significant uh, thing to happen to the Canadian beef sector like it uh, when it happened in 2003 it it closed all international borders and and really had a huge impact on what was being exported and I think from the the period of 2003 to 2006 losses were estimated at around you know five billion um, so to the industry and that's just that's estimated measures in that time period not to mention all the you know the after effects of uh, the impacts on rural communities loss of actual producers within the industry because a lot of a lot of producers had to exit based on on that really hard economic hardship so um, there's there's various pieces that were that were really impacted due to BSE, and uh, um, we're we're happy that this this risk status has now changed, and hopefully some some positives can come from this uh, this announcement. Are we seeing more uh, beef producers? Um, I guess get back into the business, or I mean, you know, it's it's probably too early to say as it relates to this this status change. There's been a you know decrease in number of animals across across the the country, and that's probably due to a lot of different factors, whether it's uh, you know weather related, price related, market related, all those different things. But you know this is a positive step um, in terms of uh, market access, and we're hoping that uh, it can you know trickle down to the producer and and uh, keep keep guys up and up and running. Are there any other hurdles that need to be uh, overcome or? Yeah, I mean, moving forward, I, the the federal and provincial industry will really focus on removing the remaining BSE market access restrictions, um, as well as you know aligning packing packing house requirements with their international recommendations. So there's there's various different pieces that we need to to work on, even related to specified risk material. So uh, lots of things to work on following this announcement within the industry. Uh, and we look forward to working on it. Just wanted to touch on conditions out there. You know, we had that rain over the over the weekend. Did that help at all? Or 
you know, it, it did help, um, but it was still pretty, you know, spotty. Like a lot, some areas got a lot of rain and we'll be able to uh, green up those pastures and recharge some of the dugouts, but there's some areas that got nothing. So I think it's, it's pretty, pretty variable, but we're, we're still very happy to see, see that rain because I think it can, can help with, uh, with forage, um, production in particular. That was Carson Callum, General Manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Canada has received negligible risk status for BSE. Bob Lowe is president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Well, I think it's huge. We don't have this hanging over our heads anymore. And you know, we've made a lot of trade deals with our controlled risk status. And there's, but there's still countries in the world that are using, uh, using that as an excuse for, for whatever reason. Now we're at negligible risk status. We're the same, on the same level playing field as everybody else. That, that's one thing gone that should make making trade deals easier. I mean, it should add value to the cattle in Canada. And what I'm really hoping is it will be a, a mental thing with producers. Lowe says the challenge now will be convincing other countries of Canada's improved risk status. And the Western Canadian wheat growers have made a submission to Health Canada's proposed new guidance for the novel foods regulation focused on plant breeding. Norm Drager is in charge of stakeholder relations with the wheat growers. It's really to look at a new technology. Some of you will have heard of gene editing. And it's to try to nail down the regulations around that so that the Science companies and others that are investing in this technology are going to have a better view as to whether certain uh, regulations are triggered or not. So it's quite important in that it's, first of all, a safe technology, uh, really no different than traditional breeding, just much more efficient. And so it's important that it gets the right regulation behind it here in Canada. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, May 28th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Canada has received negligible risk status for BSE. Bob Lowe is president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. It's been a long time coming. As one guy puts it, it today would be 18 years and 8 days. So, But who's counting? 18 years and 7 days to get this done, so... Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. Just talk about the the work that's gone into to reaching this stage. A pile of it, both by by CCA and and by all facets of the federal government. I I would suggest CFIA has done a lot of work. Canada has done a lot of work. It's just you know the rules are the rules, and so we had to go by the rules, and and we have successfully completed that. So. What's this going to mean for uh, the, the beef industry going forward? Well, I think it's huge. Um, we, we don't have this hanging over our heads anymore. And, you know, we, we've made a lot of trade deals with our controlled risk status. And there's, but there's still countries in the world that are using, uh, using that as an excuse for, for whatever reason. Now we're at negligible risk status. We're the same on the same level playing field as everybody else. 
that that's one thing gone that should make making trade deals easier. I mean, it should add value to the cattle in Canada. And what I'm really hoping is it will be a, a mental thing with producers. You know, BSE, when it hit in May in 2003, hit everybody right between the eyes. And, and we're over it and done with it. And hopefully it will instill some confidence in in our producers and our younger producers to start increasing our coward. We've missed a couple of cycles now. And Bob, um, just, just looking back, I guess, um, you know, talk, talk about the impact that, um, you know, BSE had at that time and, and, you know, how the industry has, I guess, uh, recovered up to this point. Well, the impact when you, when you export 50% of your production and all of a sudden, you don't have, there's no country in the world will take any of it. Uh, cattle in places turned into, they were completely valueless for a little while. Um, the in- industry came together uh, very strongly, but the big thing that happened, I believe, you know, industry did a lot of work to, to make the transition as smooth as possible, but really the, the people of Canada, we ate our way out of it. Uh, beef consumption in Canada actually went up when our border was closed. Only country in the world that's ever happened when they've had a BSE event. So you got to really thank the people for getting us out, getting us out of this way over production of cattle by we, we ate ourselves out of it. And we carried on with trade deals as industry. You know, we still we're trading to more countries now than we were then. Um, what this does will hopefully make those trade deals more profitable. But there's a lot of work left to go yet. I mean, we've got to go country by country and explain our status to them now and explain where we need to be. Are there um, further steps or, I guess, further hurdles here going forward that uh, need to be overcome? Or Yes. Well, yes, but there, the hurdles will be convincing other governments that, that there's no need for their... BSE requirements on, on our beef coming in, you know, the over 30 month requirements, the awful stuff. Uh, we don't, we don't need that anymore because we have the same status as every other country now. So, but that's going to be, you know, things don't change overnight. And a lot of this stuff is regulation in other countries. And so when you're dealing with other countries, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not that easy. That was Bob Lowe, president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Canada has now received negligible risk status for BSE. Dr. Jeff Shano operates a grain farm near Central Butte, Saskatchewan, and has been working as a soil scientist for the University of Saskatchewan for 33 years. He's been taking part in soil research with the Canadian Light Source using their state-of-the-art synchrotron. Dr. Shano chatted with Golden West reporter Blaze Wozniak. What we're interested in is looking at the fate of fertilizers that we add to the soil and especially how that fate uh, affects the availability of the fertilizer to the plant as well as potential losses. 
So uh, what we've been doing is is looking at uh, at what happens to phosphorus fertilizers, sulfur fertilizers, and more recently micronutrient fertilizers when they're when they're added to the soil. Uh, what kinds of compounds are formed, and how does that relate to the availability of those nutrients to the plant? The crop response that the grower will see, and uh, also uh, it also has implications in, in in reducing the losses of those fertilizers to the environment. What type of results did you find during this research? Well, what we've been doing in our in our research work is is we look at at, at uh, um, fertilizer management practices, and there's what's called the four R's of fertilizer management: the right source, the right rate, the right time, the right place. Um, what do we need to do to to get the best uh, performance out of that that fertilizer in, in the context of, of of rates, forms, placements, and timing? And so, and so, what we've we've really found is that uh, is that uh, for example, when it comes to placement, uh, putting that fertilizer in the soil uh, can influence uh, the kinds of compounds that get formed. And uh, if we, for example, band fertilizer, phosphorus, or micronutrients into the soil, uh, what we find is that uh, those forms tend to stay in plant available uh, uh, forms of, of nutrient longer, and that uh, helps uh, the plant access and utilize those nutrients. So the uh, Canadian light source, the synchrotron, has proven to be an effective tool in revealing uh, what kinds of 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 of, uh, of of forms uh, are produced in the soil after those fertilizers are added and it hel- has helped us to understand what's the best placement how the uh, time of application uh, can be modified to to best uh, improve the performance of those fertilizers were these results at all surprising to you um, I guess, you know, over the years we've used a combination of chemical techniques, traditional chemical extractions, and more recently the uh, Canadian light source, the, the, the spectroscopy, to take a look at what's happening to these fertilizers once they hit the soil. And I guess in some respects the results were, were not surprising, but, but uh, uh, the, the uh, Canadian light source uh, results did help verify what we thought was happening to those fertilizers uh, as they reacted with components of the soil like clays and carbonate minerals and, and how the time of residence in the soil affected their, their solubility and availability to plants. That was Dr. Jeff Shano chatting with Golden West reporter Blaze Wozniak. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Blaze Wozniak, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. 4-H Manitoba is having a video contest on now until the end of the month. The contest gives Manitoba members and clubs a chance to showcase what they're doing this year. Visit 4-H Manitoba's website to register and for more details. And Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this year, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, frost hit many parts of the province again last night. Golden West reporter Shannon Duick chatted with Mark Hutlett, who farms near St. Anne. Uh, What are some of the reports that you're hearing just as far as how cold it got in some areas in the southeast? For sure, minus two, maybe a couple of isolated spots uh, where minus three, but not for a prolonged uh, amount of time. Uh, 
That's, those are the lowest numbers I've heard. Have you heard any reports of frost damage among crops? Uh, yes, we, in the areas that did attain minus two, um, some of those canola plants uh, did receive some, some tissue damage and in fact some seedlings you can tell already that uh, they're, they're not going to make it. But on the other ones that just got uh, tissue damage, you'll, you'll need two to three days to assess whether that growing point in the middle is still viable and active and, and will continue to grow. Uh, we reached out to all our canola growers yesterday, and the overall sentiment seems fairly uh, positive, and, and they're confident that the existing stand will, will be okay, but there will be a bit of receding that will go on. Uh, the thing that probably saved us is, A, maybe only 50% of the canola, or slightly higher, was actually out of the ground. A lot of the later seeded stuff was still um, not emerged, so that was a, a good um, thing to have in our favor and then secondly there was a lot of uh, variation in the emergence so some of the plants that were up and some of the plants that were just breaking through and some that had not broken through the ground um, gave us a bit more of a, a, a risk factor to in, in our favor. I know you talked about canola there what about uh, corn and soybean fields? Yeah, corn is the least uh, worrisome of any of the crops, um, as long as it's not in that uh, um, four to five leaf stage where um, the growing point is out of the ground. At this point, with all the corn being only in one to two leaf stage, there might be the odd field in three, but um, at this point, if there's a time for it to, to get cold and, and freeze the top off the plant, it's now because it'll start over right away. It doesn't have to go through all of the trash that is accumulated when you have a bigger corn plant and it starts. Uh, it needs to start over. So uh, that'll be fine, no problem. There's a lot of uh, fields that did get, uh, you know, burn some leaves, but I don't know of, of any that, that really have to start over. So that was positive. As far as soybeans, they can take, uh, you know, a minus one, to uh, minus one and a half. A lot of them were just in that VE stage where they're emerging, so that was also good news. I really don't suspect too, too many fields, if any, will get replanted of those. And the sunflowers are extremely hardy, and I'd be shocked if I get any replant on sunflowers, but you never know. Again, there was a tremendous amount of variability in the area with frost. You know, a good chunk of the central part of, of uh our territory, you know, had none. It only went down to zero, yet there were some guys, like I mentioned before, experienced um, a sustained minus two. Mark, does it help that uh, the last few days when there has been frost at night, uh, has it helped that uh, uh, the daytime temperatures have not been super hot during the days? Well, that's a great uh, great point. On the day of the of the frost, a couple of nights ago, we did not reach 10 Celsius, and so that plant's not very actively growing and therefore um, was kind of dormant, and that, I think, was a, a big saving grace for it also in the overall picture. Does the wind also make a difference? I know that uh, at least a couple of nights ago it was, it was quite windy. I imagine that helps the situation as well. Yes, um, I think it had, you know, it had that died down a, a fair amount. But yes, it, definitely moving that air around is is a, is a benefit. Anything else you wanted to say, Mark? Well, we got some extremely timely rains on the May long weekend because it was getting very, 
uh, you know, sort of dire straits there with the, some of the late-seeded crop uh, that went in. And it's not really late-seeded because, let's face it, how often are we totally wrapped up by May long weekend? That's very unusual. But in the meantime, it was uh, very much needed and did a wonderful job. And now in, in um, maybe covering up some of the fact that we couldn't get it into moisture. So, um, yeah, it did, uh, it did a great job. That was St. Anne area farmer Mark Hutlett chatting with Golden West reporter Shannon Duick. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Canada's beef industry has reached another milestone in its effort to recover from BSE. Yesterday, the World Organization for Animal Health recognized Canada as reaching negligible risk status. Carson Callum is general manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. It's really good news and an important step for the, the beef industry here in Canada. This change has been a long time coming. A lot of effort put in by you know, industry leaders to get this status changed. And we're happy to see it because there's lots of opportunity that can come from it. Callum says the designation will help open additional export markets for Canadian beef. And the Western Canadian wheat growers have made a submission to Health Canada's proposed new guidance for the novel foods regulation focused on plant breeding. The consultation addresses issues such as gene editing. Norm Drager is in charge of stakeholder relations with the wheat growers. There are going to be better varieties. you are going to have things like better disease resistance. Uh, you might be able to take advantage of certain uh, customers in the market that are looking for things like low gluten or perhaps they're looking for high fiber. They see those as part of a, a healthy diet. So it's offering growers of Western Canada varieties that are going to let them tap into uh, new marketing opportunities. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on Monday's show... We'll get a weed update from Kim Brown Livingston with Manitoba Agriculture. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.